Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends and distinguished listeners to Navigate with I.D. Enang. It's such an honor and privilege to be with you today, as always. It's the beginning of a great month, a great week, and all the things that would happen to us, of course, must be good. Friends, I have an exciting, you know, episode ahead of you. Um, and today I have another special guest, special in the sense that this individual is one person, you know, that you can really look through and say, wow, um, I've earned and I've learned quite a bit. Um, she is a multifaceted international leader with over two decades experience spanning across strategy and performance management, finance, business culture, transformation, sustainability, and guess what? Corporate affairs. You know, during our career, she has worked with FTSE 100 companies in the UK, Europe, and Nigeria. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished listeners, I would like to introduce to some and present to others Folashade Ambrose Medebem. Folashade, you're welcome to Navigate with ID. Thank you very much, ID. Good afternoon to all your listeners. I'm delighted to be here. Well, good to have you, Folashade. And um, quite frankly, I don't know what to say, but it's amazing. I'm, I really look forward to the next couple of uh, minutes we'll spend with you. And... Um, Friends, if you are just joining in, this is uh, Navigate with ID. We're looking at the subject, Entrepreneurship 101. Like I did share with you in our last episode, you had um, Mr. Tolojo come on board. Today, it's a different expert and personality. And um, I'll just swing the dial um, over to uh, Folashade and to give us a perspective on what she thinks from our world of experience, our work, and knowledge about entrepreneurship, what you'd like to share with us. Folashade. Thank you. Thank you once again. Um, yes, um, interesting topic, but also a very, very um, important one. Um, I'll start from a very um, you know, basic starting point in terms of what does it actually take to be an entrepreneur, and indeed, um, why is it important? Um, and as you just mentioned in my, my career, as you know, um, my, my career has spanned in the corporate sector for over 20 years. Yeah. Having said that, um, one thing that I have been able to fully, fully leverage and attribute to my success is being able to um, apply enterprising characteristics. And so what right. do I mean by that? Um, when you think about uh, what an entrepreneur does, what does an entrepreneur typically do? They uh, quite frankly, providing a value in terms of uh, a need uh, or a gap in the market and they're actually providing a service to, to fulfill that need. And it's essentially not every entrepreneur is successful. However, there are certain characteristics and traits that distinguish those um, great entrepreneurs from others. And so for me, when I say, um, you know, what are those enterprising characteristics which can really navigate between both an entrepreneur and in the, the corporate field, it's really very, very simple for me. And I, I believe it's down to passion. Mm. I think that's a very important um, point of note. Um, so yeah. 
self-belief and self-awareness is also very important. Um, as we all know, um, grits, because you're working in a, a very, very competitive marketplace, and quite frankly, it's the value that you bring that will continue to ensure that you remain where you are. Um, the ability to, to really um, you know, take some knocks and fail um, and when you mm. do fail, have the, I suppose, courage and um, strength to stand up. To bounce again, back. To, yeah. to bounce back. I feel yeah. very important um, um, trait, uh, entrepreneurial trait. Um, having clarity of vision um, and also leadership. So those are just some of the key sort of, uh, I feel, traits that I think are so important. And they actually can be applied in whatever field one, one is working in. And I, I, I also say that, and I'm, I'm happy to also share with you all that in the very, uh, I think almost about what, 15, 20 odd years ago, um, at the very start of my career, I actually did um, um, dabble in, in entrepreneurship. And why do I oh, say really? that? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And I, I really want to share that. And I'll explain to you, you know, you'll obviously take out the, the nuggets from there. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm a mother with three children. And then... Um, my two older daughters, I had them quite close together and had to take some time off work. And my taking that time off work, for Lashade being who I am, I really wanted to still be busy. And so I went off and did some financial exams. Um, and with those exams, I was able to start to work as a self-employed IFA. And IFA means Independent Financial Advisor. Financial, yeah. And um, obviously, my, my ability to be able to do that is exactly those sort of traits that I just shared with you. But in mm -hmm. addition, um, I was also quite successful in making sales because um, as a self-employed person, you actually make your own money and it's dependent on the amount of effort that you put in. Yeah, you put in, and yep. Exactly. And, you know, the drive, et cetera, et cetera. And then bearing in mind that um, I had a young family at home, but I was able to be providing IFA advice, helping people get mortgages, et cetera, et cetera. For that time that I took, deliberately took some time out of work, really... Um, you know, sort of enabled me to understand certain things better. And one of those was the grit. Another one was um, the ability to adapt. And that's another big thing about uh, yeah, entrepreneurship, adaptability. adaptability. <laughs> yeah. Because you, when those knocks come, you need to really be innovative, creative and resilient and being able to come back. So I'm just sharing that as mm. an experience. And I really was able to apply all those characteristics then into when um, I went, decided to go back into the world of uh, the corporate world. And so that was just um, something I really wanted to share, that those enterprising characteristics are really important. In addition, values, integrity, mm. um, grit, as I mentioned. And I will actually say one other thing as well, is about purpose as well, having clarity of purpose, which I suppose one can infuse us to be part of one's vision. Because you alone would know, and I use analogies a lot, so I'm going to use that now. You alone will know when you're driving a car, you have to have a destination. Otherwise, you'll be driving around in circles. So it's Correct. important for you to understand where am I going, setting certain milestones, ensuring. And if you think about all these things that I'm sharing with you, self-leadership, self-awareness, you can apply them both in the entrepreneurial world and those enterprising characteristics in the corporate world. Yeah. Very true. You know, it's interesting, Falashade, you actually brought in a spin that makes, um, makes it um, a bit different in the sense that being a mother, you know, and at the same time having to cater to other responsibilities and, you know, walking through that part and taking a deep dive into a world of um, entrepreneurship and being self, 
self-managed. It's a big piece in the entire game because, you know, I like the fact that you talked about self-awareness. A lot of people do not even realize uh, who they are. They don't know how far they can go. And so they step into this world of uh, entrepreneurial uh, stuff. And before you know it, some measure of vicissitudes hit them. And then the next thing they are caving in. But I, I mean, drawing strength from what you said, you actually took that dive, you know, yourself to say, hey, listen, I have a young family here. What am I going to be doing? A bit of, I would call, um, restlessness, you know, because you want to keep forging on. And I'm bringing this piece in because I just needed to amplify it a bit for some of our uh, female listeners out there who are, you know, at that valley of a decision, can I, can I not? I have a young family and I want to try out something. Um, I've heard this about grit, uh, having grits, and I've heard this about self-awareness. How do I come to the path of self-discovery and confidence that would allow me um, still take on the charge of whatever action or act that I want to get into? You know, would it be, you, could you share some of those thoughts that, you know, would help another woman? And then I know we're veering off slightly, but I think it's good meat to, to share uh, about one's experience and how you were able to, you know, walk through that particular period. Okay. Fair enough. I, I'd be delighted to, but um, I, I just want to sort of, um, okay, let me, let, me, let me answer your question direct, and I'm sure I'll, I'll allude to my other point um, later. Um, I think it's really about um, having clarity of purpose. I still go back to that word because I knew that I was going, my intention was to always go back into the world of work. And I knew then, I mean, I'm talking of over 20 years ago, that yeah. you know, having a huge break in one CV would be a disadvantage. And I'm not saying that that's the case now, thankfully, but then it was, okay? And it was a, it was a simple reality. And I knew that you know, me being able to go back and having taken about just over a year out of you know, the workplace, what could I say I was doing, even though I was obviously taking care of my young family, which was my choice, by the way. And I realized that, okay, what can I do so that even when I do go back, I can actually demonstrate you know, that I'm very entrepreneurial in my thinking and my, my mindset. And that was why, and that's what informed that decision of mine. Okay. So when I, when I did that, I, I earned money, I was busy, but I also still ensured I had a work-life balance. So for me, I really ensured that whatever I was doing career-wise, family always came first. And so that was my, 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 my thinking and my decision. So having said that, you know, coming back into the world of work, even during that period while I was out of, you know, away from the corporate workplace, um, I made sure that a number of things were, were very, very clear that could correlate. Then my career actually was rooted in finance, okay? And so for me, yeah. there was a correlation, there was a deliberate synergy between becoming an IFA, financial advisor, working as a, a management accountant and in finance within banking. Can you see the correlation? So there yes. was also some strategic thinking involved there as well. Mm. Having said that, you know, I, I felt those um, skills would be transferable also when I got back into the world of work, okay? Yeah. Because I, when you think about it, in the world of work, there's always going to be challenges. There's yeah. always going to be the um, impetus for you to use your initiative and to be proactive and for you to, you know, really try and work in an enterprising way. 
And so again, when I went back in and, you know, into the world of work, it was, it was seamless for me. I was able to go straight back in and, and continue working. But one very important point that I really want to mention is that in all of this, um, I always was very cognizant of, of, of feedback. Okay, yeah. So a, a lot of this, I really just want to mention that feedback, feedback. And I did that through, yes, I did have a mentor. So that was something that I felt was very important um, for my development personally. And that's something I still encourage. So even if you are an entrepreneur, you can still have an entrepreneurial mentor. Do you understand? And yes. a coach yeah. or a coach, or you can actually have both because both, both. Are, in my opinion, are different. I don't yeah, they're different. different. Absolutely. They're absolutely different. Yes, um, and, and that was something that really did help me um, in terms of, you know, my progressive uh, progression across, uh, you know, my, my career over the years. And so that's just one thing that I really wanted to mention. And when you think about those qualities that will enable you to thrive as an entrepreneur, that is one thing that I really would like to, you know, strongly recommend that any entrepreneur always does. Find a mentor, find a coach, and always seek feedback. Feedback, I always believe, is the food of champions, as we all know. And if you're working in, <laughs> yeah, if you're working like in whatever environment you're, you're working in, you know, you will have an aspiration, won't you? So if you're working yeah. in, you know, FMCG, for instance, or whatever industry or whatever, you know, company or, you know, that you're working in, look for the best, review where you are, do you understand? And yes. then try and see where that gap is that gap. and find the yeah. best person in that field and hunt them down. I became a nuisance mm. to my, my, my coach and my mentor because I really made sure that this was the person that I wanted to mentor me. And I know this person is incredibly busy. But I didn't give up. And so that's another, you know, key thing about, you know, qualities to, that will enable you to, to thrive. It's Resilience. Mindset. Yes. Mm. Having a mindset. And so mm. Folash Adin never sees obstacles, period. <laughs> and that's my mindset. And it's deliberate. Do you understand? So for me, yes, even yeah. though the obstacles come, and trust me, they will continue to come. It's a fact of life. Always a fact of life. Yeah. My mindset is, okay, here we are. So how do I get over this? And when it comes, and I'll use another analogy, and since you referred to women and mothers, let me use one as a, as, yeah. a, as a mother. And it's something that I actually have experienced, and I've had my team come to me and experience. I say, okay, some of them will come to me and say, Falashadi, good morning, sorry, I have to leave now, um, because my daughter's yeah. school has called me and said I have to come and um, pick up my, my daughter because she's not feeling very well, or my son's not feeling very well. Of course, you know, of course I'm, I'm going to say go. And then obviously as they kick up the car, the car doesn't start. Uh-oh, what do we do? And then I look at my team and I tell them, okay, so what do you do in that case? Wow. Well, I try to the car again and it's still not working. Okay, so if it's not working, so what do you do? Okay, so then I get out of the car and I get an Okada. I said, okay, so you get on Okada, you're on your merry way, and guess I what? See the Okada hit somebody. And so what are you going to do then? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we go on and on, iteration after iteration, until they actually tell me themselves that, Fola Shade, I hear and I see where you're going. My not getting to that to pick up my child is not an option. Do you understand? Yeah. And so when Obstacles. I get them to come to that realization themselves, mm -hmm. it's almost like a light bulb. And I can tell you now, and I encourage you all to use that analogy with your teams, because my team literally became on fire. Because I mm. start, they started to understand that when obstacles come, failure yeah. is an option, you don't see it. If you know that as a mother or as a father, you're going to make sure you get to that school, why not would you now say, oh, it's not working and fold your arms and stop? 
So it's about having a certain mindset. And that, I feel, is a very, very important entrepreneurial um, quality in order to thrive, especially in this climate in Nigeria that we have here. Yeah, you're so right. That analogy, it kind of sinks in so well with me. And, um, you know, survive or thrive, I I prefer the word thrive. To thrive Mm -hmm. in an environment like we find ourselves here in Nigeria, the ease of doing business and the ease of being able to transact in whatever form can be, you know, some uphill task. And like you rightly said, you know, if you put on the right mindset, you will be unstoppable. And Mm. that's really a critical factor in this whole game because it might just be something out of the blocks. I mean, I I can tell you from the small perspective of a business that I, I run, you wake up in the morning and it could be a change of policy. It could be some guy just knocking on the gate or some email coming from the authorities that they're coming to do X, Y, Z. It could actually be um, one of your colleagues, you know, who's very critical, you know, to the game and to whatever you're doing within the team. Something happens and then this individual has the capacity to distract the organization, if not well managed. So things happen. And in making that, you know, come through for anybody, one needs to have the head the mind and everything locked in the right space, which is what you're talking about, a positive mindset. And I, and I love that, you know, just before, you know, you went um, into that space of um, giving us a big ticket item called managing that mindset. I want to take that into a place of saying, you know, within corporate itself, um, many people that are currently working, do not even understand that they require an entrepreneurial mindset. Mm. So you, you're there, you're be, be just basically collecting your salary. Oh, it's end of month, I have my... But there's more to it. There's really more to it. And when I look at the fact that you are one of um, the top, you know, you were recognized as one of the top 50 inspiring women in Nigeria by Business Day, by, by The Guardian, and also, you know, the leading um, ladies in Africa, what would you say um, would, you know, be a guiding light or principle, you know, that has been able to make you shine through like that, Um, especially being that you you were working within the corporate space and coming out, you know, and being a shining light. Um, Do you believe that having that entrepreneurial mindset did help you or does help in projecting the individual um and how has that played out for you um well first simple answer to your question is yes i do believe um the entrepreneurial uh, or enterprising characteristics have helped um, um and i start um with um the fact that having a very high level of self-awareness um, was a very um, good um, launch pad to that. Um, it enabled me to see my, my blind spots. And again, I'll use that as an analogy to illustrate, you know, like when you're driving a car, you have your front mirror, your side mirror, yeah, your back mirror, all mirror. of those, but you still have a blind spot. And um, mm-hmm. typically, sometimes you don't even know that you have a blind spot. If you are driving a car and they toot the horn, you normally come up with expletives until you start to see you know, that yeah. um, what they've just helped you, you know, to do is probably say, knocking something. down, averting mm-hmm. an accident. And then you change immediately and start saying thank you. 
Do you understand? And that's normal. Yeah. That's natural as well in terms of going through. I don't know if you're familiar with the Sarah model. You know, the, um, the shock, the anger, the resistance, the acceptance mm-hmm. and, and, and the, you know, honesty and humility. Honesty. So that acronym, yeah. you, go, you know, you go through all those emotions. Mm-hmm. And um, that is typically um, something that I had to encounter um, very early on. And when I realized the importance and power of having a high level of self-awareness, having a high level of listening, having a huge mm. dose of EQ, and by that I mean emotional intelligence, and that includes intuition as well, and humility, because I made a lot of mistakes, okay? And tell yeah. me, I, I, I dare anyone to come to me and tell me that they've never made any mistakes, but it's about <laughs> making those, making those yeah. mistakes and having the humility, you know, to, to be able to say, okay, you know what, I, I, I made this mistake, whether intentional or, or unintentional, whatever the case is, you can always course correct. Um, maybe if you know, there's an issue with, with trust. How can I rebuild that trust? How can, Correct. you know, nobody's, infall- nobody's infallible. Do you understand? Infallible, yeah. Um, critical thinking is another. Uh, you just mentioned some of the, the roles that I've held. I mean, I, I certainly wasn't trained to be a, or went down the natural route of, of becoming a head of uh, communications or director of communications or a director of sustainability. I came in, like I mentioned, my, my career was rooted in finance. So when I came into these different um, disciplines, I could use, I, I came with a mindset, okay, this is really working. So how can we make it better? What do we need yeah. to move it from good to great? Again, these are enterprising characteristics, challenging the you know, status quo was always my, my, my way forward. Do you understand? When I yes. started yes. teams as well, and when you're running a business, you are quite frankly a leader because you're leading yeah, teams. Leader. How can you mm-hmm. get these people to understand and realize that what they're doing, even though it's not their business, they're so invested in emotionally mm-hmm. and in terms of their time and effort, you know, that it's like they're running their own business. How do you get them to get to that space? It's down yeah. to you as a leader. And that's when self-awareness comes in. Who must I be? in order to be able to get these people to follow me. To follow. Do you understand? And yeah, that's where that's a lot it. of, yeah. that's leadership, that's vision. And when you think about it, it's different. Management is about simply setting a series of goals and getting the team goals. to do it. Whereas leadership is about having vision and getting those other people to see that vision, key into it, own it, and not only own it, understand what their role is in delivering. Yeah, and run with it. That part of the vision and strategy. And I'm doing it with so much, um, what, what's, I'm just trying to think of a word. Um, Extra energy. So it's not okay. Just like you said, I'm getting paid to do next. My job finishes at nine. How can I, you know, that discretionary effort, that's the word I was looking for. Where do Mm. you get that discretionary effort where they actually come in and they're really engaged? And you see those businesses that do that. And those are the ones that thrive and are sustainable and stand the test of time. When I think about, um, we we, we had COVID, didn't we? A lot of businesses went down around the globe. There's one particular company, Airbnb. They pivoted. Do you understand? They pivoted from, because nobody could go in anyone's house anymore. (laughs) And they started doing um, tours, you know, and, and, and they got the teams and their people, you know, to do that. I can give you so many more examples of how they've pivoted in that regard by way of providing innovative services. A lot of those transitions didn't just come about. They sat down with the team, they brainstormed, they thought about it, and they really thought, okay, so this is where we are. How do we move from where we A to B in light of these uh, unforeseen challenges? I don't know if I'm making sense. No, absolutely. You are, you are. And, um, you know, coming off the blocks of um, having that entrepreneurial mindset and, Yet, yet again, what I love is 
you know, the heightened dimension of self-awareness. I, I remember correctly, you know, in my time when I also had the privilege of, you know, serving in different uh, corporates um, during, you know, in my first maybe 20 years of my career. It was always about how, what you bring to the game. You know, the company would set its goals, but the company is not going to tell you how you're going to move from one point to the other. They basically would tell you, this is where we are heading and this is where we want to be. Now, the onus is on you as a team lead to get your guys to put their dogs in a row and then be able to move through it. But it requires something from you as their leader. And I think what you've shared with us in the last couple of minutes, it's the underpinning um, regard for leadership, that leadership is it. You know, envisioning, um, throwing and bringing it to the open, enlisting people, and more importantly, engaging them. And this is probably a very good place for us to, you know, um, uh, round off for this first half of the program. And definitely when we come back on the second half, we'll be able to take this a notch further. I like this leadership slant. It's something we're going to look at differently and, you know, how to harness and drive high-performing teams because that's what every entrepreneur must look out for, how you're going to build your team. And I'll Probably when we get back, Chade, I'm going to, you know, lean on you to share some of those thoughts to amplify it. And people will understand that leadership is key and it's important in making the journey work. Well, at this juncture, we'll take a short break. We'll be back. Uh, don't go away. It's still Navigate with ID. And of course, we'll have our special guest, Falashade Ambrose Medebem, will be back with me on the second half. Don't go away. This is Navigate with ID. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back, my dear friends and distinguished listeners. It's been some great time together as we are looking at the subject Entrepreneurship 101 with a slightly different slant and, of course, with a very special guest in the person of Folashade Ambrose Medebem. Folashade is an accomplished, uh, multifaceted international leader with over two decades experience, and that spans across strategy, performance management, finance, business culture, communication, and sustainability. Of course, with corporate affairs embedded, our career has been quite exciting and distinguished as she's worked for some FTSE 100 companies, not only in the UK, Europe, but also in Nigeria. Now, one thing is that, uh, that I love about what she does She's very passionate about uplifting and collaborating with women. And just before the show ended, we have morphed into a space around leadership. And so once again, I'm glad to have uh, you on the program, uh, Folashade. So welcome back. And it's time for us to, you know, step into that terrain. Thank you. You talked a bit about um, team work, about leadership, being the ability to, you know, kind of envision, enlist, and engage a team to make that happen. That's one major trait that an entrepreneur or someone with entrepreneurial abilities must be able to bring to the party in order to achieve a set goal. So it would be nice to, you know, share in some of the thoughts that you have. Please go ahead. Thank you very much. Um, well, I'll I'll, um, I'll I'll tell you a little bit about me, really, um, and um, use that to help our, our listeners um, understand um, 
how best to navigate their leadership success uh, pathway. Like it's been explained, um, my background is multifaceted, okay? Um, and I always yeah. felt, how can I really deliver or, you know, deliver an edge in anything that I do? by way of value the organization that I work with or any business indeed as an entrepreneur that I want to, um, you know, run. And um, for me, it was a case of, you know, how can I stand out? What's my unique selling point? Yeah. And I ask you listeners, what is your unique selling point? What do I stand for and why? And quite frankly, why should I even, you know, be best or how can I be the best that I want to be? And being honest with yourself and asking yourselves as well, you know, you know, who is the person that I sort of look up to or aspire to or in the next five, 10 years, this is where I need to be. And the person that really um, is that sort of person that I want to, to, to become is, is there. This is where I am. What's the gap analysis in between? And then obviously deducing and, you know, putting together an action plan. Um, one thing that I always want you all to also know is that it's important as well to always give back. And I wish when I was, um, you know, wherever you all are on your journey, that I had someone, um, you know, to, to really guide me along the way. And one thing that I realized is that rather than complaining about, you know, certain um, gaps, et cetera, what am I going to do about it? I established a, a, a platform called WIN. It's called, and it's an acronym, Women Inspiring Impact Network. Um, yeah. Because I, I was okay. being asked by a number of um young, very, very promising career ladies and entrepreneurial ladies as well, by the way, that are running very, mm. very successful and innovative businesses while still, still working as well. They, they used to call it their side hustle. Um, and, you know, they're all coming up to me. And one thing that I just didn't have enough of was time. And having said that, mm. I know what I stand for, which is to inspire best in myself and others. I realized that I, there'll be a, a better, you know, value um, of creating a platform. So I created WIN. Um, it was established on the premise of enabling growing leaders to discover their best self, focus on the opportunities, and achieve indelible impact. And I wow. use that word indelible for deliberately. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, we all know what indelible means. And Absolutely. so we'd have lots of about 40 or 50 odd women come um, every you know couple of months. We'd pick a topic and we'd really, you know, pay a lot of attention you know to that we'd also give them some tools and so again where am i going with all of this you have so many platforms out there these days filter obviously and find the ones that really would help you get to where you need to and want to be you have um, the likes of and i'm referring specifically to, to women for instance and um, there's wimbiz women in management and business and that's cutting across both stratas you know mm -hmm. corporate and and um um, entre entrepreneurial um, businesses yeah. as well. Um, I've just talked to you about when that platform is there. You also mentioned Leading Ladies Africa. It's a huge platform. There's so many platforms and there are also a number of other platforms out there, you know, for young men as well. Um, and I really just feel that, you know, irrespective of whether the, 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 the climb one is in, and I'm going to, you know, speak to where we are today in our country when you see the Forex. Yeah. Things are hard. It's a reality. Things are hard, yeah. You know, schools are not in, 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 in you know, in school at in the session, moment. Yeah. They're so in session, rather, yes. You know, there's one obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. But you know what? <laughs> yeah, there are those that will actually say, okay, so this is, what's the opportunity that I can take out from here? Correct. 
Correct. Some people are probably even studying French. This is the summer holidays for all these kids that are in secondary school. Maybe go out there and start teaching people some French. I don't know. Find something to do. Do you understand? And, and yes. be inspired. Seek inspiration. Even when you are feeling down, there's so much. You're so lucky these days. You have the likes of uh, social media. I wish I had the, the, those tools then. My there's, time, yeah. Exactly. There's so many tools that you can use. There's so much help. I remember um, back in the days there was, um, uh, what, what did we used to use those days? I can't, I'm trying to remember. But it's, anyway, there's so many current tools that you can use nowadays. Sit down and reevaluate um, where you want to be. I understand it's difficult. You know, you've gone in for a course for three years and now you're looking at maybe doing this course for the next five. Go back to your drawing board. What do I need to do? What can I do within that period of time? I've had so many people come into me. They've set up their own um, design business. Some people are, you know, looking at sustainability and, and, and getting some plastic bottles and, and trying to turn that into a, an entrepreneurial business. Some people are going out mm-hmm. and food um, for the very, very important, uh, you know, economy of, of workers that we have out there nowadays, et cetera, et cetera. My point is that is what an entrepreneur does. So what I'm saying is start to think like an entrepreneur, apply it to yourselves and really um, seek, you know, the help that you require. Become a nuisance. I did. Um, yeah, I knew where I wanted to get it. to. I didn't take no for an answer. I was yeah. dogged. Very, very dogged. And I'm trying to encourage you all because I know it's hard. There's no lights. There's, there's no money. There's no et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's about sitting down. And one key thing that I really want to, and I, I hope uh, ID won't tell me off for this, but one thing that mm-hmm. really is, is at the foundation of all of this is your faith. And I think yeah, that's something that's so absolutely. important. When you, when, when you, when I, I, I'm pretty sure all of us watched and celebrated with our wonderful athletics uh, ladies that did us all so proud recently. Very proud, yeah. And um, you had Toby Amosa, Ese Bumi, all of them came back with, you know, gold. And then one, well, I loved one journalist asked them and said, uh-uh, how come you all have really started to just simply win consistently like this? What's, what's that? What was that... Uh, differentiating um, occurrence. And you know what they all said? They all said it was self-belief. We believed in ourselves. And when we made Mm. that shift in our mindsets, Mm. that no matter what, and yes, they had, I mean, if I heard uh, one thing that I remember was even that their their kits wasn't even available. Do you understand? It went on. So many obstacles. They had so many (laughs) obstacles. But for them, what they decided was, you know what, I'm here and I'm going to win no matter what. And they were able to do that. And so, again, it's that thriving mindset, or should I say thriving entrepreneurial mindset, listeners, that I really want to encourage you all to dig deep and find your way forward. Absolutely. I mean, this is amazing. Um, when you think about it, Falashade, we, mm. we live in an enclave. Let me put it that way. The world itself. Um, many times we tend to believe that Nigeria is probably the worst place to be in at a point. And I say to people, listen, the world is going through a lot of pressure. People are going through a lot of things. And, um, you know, those that tend to thrive are those that actually see opportunities because in every challenge lies an opportunity. Absolutely. What, What you then require is, number one, to have the faith. It's about faith. It's about belief and it's about hope. Hopelessness is a state that can make you very unproductive. You wake up in the morning and you're hopeful. 
the fact that you're hopeful opens your eyes, your lenses are different. You're seeing what people don't see and they're telling you, can't you see that this is not going to happen? And what you're telling them is, can't you actually see that it is happening? And so it takes that very positive mindset that really galvanizes one into a space. Because I'll tell you the truth, nothing will stop a man or woman that is very opportunistic in nature, that sees opportunities as against challenges. You know, I, I've been through a bit of um, times in the course of my life. And um, one of the, you know, very, very challenging times was when I had to, you know, shuttle between uh, then just growing up, um, coming out of uh, the university. And then you had to shuttle, you know, getting to look for a job here and there. Um, but I then decided to do one thing. This was after my youth service. And, you know, that is a very critical time when everybody feels I need to get something doing. When I looked around me, I just finished serving at Port Harcourt. I was in Port Harcourt, River State. And I decided to go back to the NYSE camp. And what did I do? I went straight to the chief inspector. I went back and I said, sir, I'd like to take a particular space here whenever the camp starts. I just want to get myself into doing stuff. And he said, what do you plan to do? I said, I want to have a joint. And that joint, I want to call it the hive. And H-I-V-E, the hive, you know, like you have the yes. beehive. Yes, so yes. he said, yeah, go, just go ahead. And then I, you know, ran over to Lagos, came to my mom, and I asked for a loan of 500 naira back then. And the 500 naira took me back, you know, went back to Portacord, and I called my friend, uh, D.K. Dimiri Dimirinta. And we set up this space before the coppers came in. You know, it was called the hive. And I didn't realize that I was stepping into a world that would eventually make me, you know, become a marketer. And we could write scripts and copies like, come to the hive, feel alive while listening to the vibes. I can tell you about all of that because it literally happened decades ago. And we then put this in the cafeteria. We put it in strategic places. We just bought this um, little cardboard paper and then we had markers and um, coppers resumed and everybody was talking about the hive but guess what it was this small space very small space that could that they gave to us small but not so small you know what i mean and what did we do stepped out and i then we then employed the lady called patients then she was in the college of education but she she was you know studying culinary whatever and she was one that put together fried rice. The only thing we did is the patients just come and cook fried rice. And our fried rice was da bomb. And then we mm. sold drinks. And guess what? You know, ladies love fried rice a lot. I don't know, for some reason. <laughs> we were the only ones and we had traffic into that outlet. Now, that was an opportunity that I saw despite the fact that I just realized I didn't have anywhere to go. I just didn't know what to do. But I just tapped into it, went back to my base, and I said I could do something for the month that we have the coppers, and then take that as a springboard. And guess what I did? I now went to Allstate's Trust Bank. It used to be a bank then. And I asked them to give me a loan for 10,000 naira because the 500 naira I took from my mom, I was able to return it to my mom. And Allstate's Trust said to me, bring us this long list of whatever for 10,000 naira. I'm talking about 1989, 1990. This is 32 years ago. And today, 
Did I move on into that space? No. But it was that entrepreneurial push that actually put me into a space. And ultimately, I found myself in marketing, found myself in business, found myself in corporate. And today, I'm an entrepreneur. So um, I can relate to what you're saying and just trying to bring out that personal, personal example for, for mm. folks to see that this is very possible. No one is telling you that, hey, just drop from the skies and then become Spider-Man or Superman or somebody. No, every personality has a pathway, you know, to greatness and you need to find yours. And it mm. starts with self-awareness. You know, I don't know if you have, um, you have some thoughts on, on that, um, Falashadi. You want to chime in in that, that aspect? Um, well, I think um, what you've started to do, um, ID, is um, provide our listeners um, with a toolkit, quite frankly, to boost their pathway. I love it. And I, I really would like, um, maybe, I don't know, at some point, maybe a recap or when they're editing this, um, we can just sort of take out some nuggets so that they can actually have a toolkit. So you just mm. shared your powerful um, share. I've just shared a few as well. Um, and I love the fact that you said about finding the opportunity in a challenge. You know, that yeah. is, is, is really powerful. Um, the, the, the ability to more or less stop amidst all the chaos, to think, mm-hmm. to really sort of come out of all the noise and sort of start to think in a way where you're you know, starting to look requires um, a huge amount of, um, I suppose, discipline. Um, yeah, um, and, and, and discipline is really important and um, conviction. We've already alluded <laughs> to that. I'm just giving you some other you know, things that we can sort of put into, I'd like to call it the uh, Navigate with ID Enterprising Toolkit. <laughs> um, well, and, that's uh, an idea. I'll, yes. I'll build on it. I'm sure we'll take it up. <laughs> yes, uh, because I, I feel this is almost like a checklist that we're sharing. Um, having yeah. clarity of, of thought. I have this, I love acronyms. I love analogies. I'll share one. And I call it the ART. And I used to use that um, in the very early days when I mentored and coached young ladies. And it's simple. It's um, art. And, and the A stands mm-hmm. for having awareness, you know, and, and that awareness, we've already covered all of that. Um, yeah. Awareness of self, awareness of where you're going. And um, the R is really about, you know, so, okay, what are those um, results that I want to achieve? So it's about taking action. Um, you know, we've already alluded to that. What are those actions that we need to take? What are those um, skills and know-how that I need to improve upon? Um, and how do I improve upon that? And that takes us to the T, which is about trust. And that yeah. trust starts with self again, having trust in self um, and trusting, you know, that, that, you know, that I will get there. And that's mindset over matter. Um, and I always say, you know, so what's your ART? That's a question they can ask themselves. Um, mm. Being uncomfortable, or should I say being comfortable being uncomfortable, is another um, um, tip that I'd like to, to share. And so what do I mean about, by that? That's how you grow. I mean, yeah. we're all here in life. Um, when I, I, was, I was at a, a, a ladies' meeting a few, I think last week, and I don't know how, well, serendipity, I was asked a question, you know, um, uh, what, what's our purpose here? And I always say that our, my, I believe that our purpose here in this gift of life that we're all experiencing is to grow. To and, grow. Um, and in order to grow, you need to be uncomfortable. Do you understand? And that's, yeah. when you, that's when you sort of think, ah, wow, it's making me feel nervous. I have butterflies in my belly. 
Um, mm-hmm. How can I grow? And challenging yourself is how you grow. I don't think, and I go back to another, the, the lady, for instance, that broke, a, I mean, unbelievable, two records in the same day, or was it yeah. the same night? I yeah. mean, even in her wildest dreams. But again, you know, she, she really pushed herself. And, and it's really about challenging yourself and having that conviction and self-belief that I can get to where I want to be. I can do it, yeah. Yeah, so that's another toolkit to put in there. And, and mm. finally, you know, there's some things that you just simply don't have control over, okay? But then ask yourself, what are those things that I have control over? Do you understand? And then yeah. saying those things that I have control over, how can I really leverage that to be able to get to where I need to be? I don't know if that's um, helpful. No, it does, it does. And, uh, you know, it's a good segue because I want to take you up on one core area that you found yourself. And maybe, you know, um, you might just, we might tap into that experience. And it's the fact that you've also, you know, a very um, strong um, and strategic insights into public affairs and sustainability, putting it very mildly, you know, communications and, and the place of, when people talk about sustainable uh, business and doing stuff. Um, do you have a couple of thoughts, you know, what you can share to us more or less? Um, because, you know, I know that sustainability, people just hear the word. Um, what does it mean to be sustainable and how do I get into that whole space of communicating well enough uh, to allow myself or my business, you know, stand not just the test of time, but traverse over time? Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, sustainability in its simplest and poorest form is about meeting the current needs of today without jeopardizing the um, future needs of our tomorrow. And I say our mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and, okay. and, and, you know, obviously when you think about that, it's really just being conscious of, of, of how we live in, in our world today. I mean, right now the current, uh, uh, I suppose use is exceeding what we currently have, and that's why we're having the situations such as you know climate change, um, you know, and a number of uh, weather um, disasters, you know, because you know we're not really um, conscious of the fact that we need to all take care of our environment and where we we you know, and there's no value on it as well, and so that's really what sustainability is all about. It's about being conscious and operating in a way that's kind you know, to this uh, environment in which we all live and work and making sure that for our future generation, which we all have a hand in to play in, um, that we're working in that sort of uh, capacity. All right. So I see that we've just got a few more minutes to round up, but I'd love maybe we can have that as a subsequent uh, conversation in the future. <laughs> no, that, that, would be, that would be great. I, I honestly uh, would like to talk about it because, you know, Many people tend to hear the word sustainability, and um, yes, um, within the four walls of a business entity, you'll hear stuff like uh, business continu- continuity, um, planning, and and then sustainability comes in. However, you know when I had the privilege of living outside the country uh, many years ago, actually, and I then realized that the things we take for granted, possibly. In Nigeria or anywhere, for example, water. Water, you know, as much as you see a lot of it around where you stay in Lagos, for example, you do not even understand that in some places water can be a very scarce item, very scarce. So people just look at um, the fact that in 
in my in my house, um, uh, you run the taps and then you just have water flushing away uh, without. Whereas in some other place, some people are actually praying that they could get a drop of it. They haven't seen it. They can't even get it from the ground. And that in itself tells you what if something happens tomorrow and this same pressure you're getting from water doesn't happen. So what do you need to do differently now to conserve and make sure that whatever we have is enough to take us as a household? What if the pipes get broken? What if, you know, it's always into that what if scenario. So I think from a business uh, standpoint and entrepreneurial standpoint, we will probably schedule a time where we can actually lean on some of your, you know, um, very deep um, assets within that space. I know you you play very much in that uh, sustainability space um, to share some of the thoughts with us. And um, that really would, uh, I think, help the audience. We'll also enrich, you know, our pool of knowledge and ultimately uh, make us work within the art, the ART that you, that you gave to us. Um, because the more you know, the more trust you get in yourself and the more, um, what's it, the word confidence? But I like putting the word humble confidence. You know, humble confidence gets you to a space where, you know, you know you know it, you are able to express it, and you're getting the results, and you're consistent about it. So I would say, uh, Falashade, thank you mm. so much. You've. Um, but can I just say you, something? Um, you, I you've really helped do. us. So, yeah, can please I just, go ahead. Can I, I just, I, I mean, just to, to close. Um, yeah, please go ahead. I was going to ask for your party shots. Yes, and I, I really want to just mention a little bit, a bit more. On, on the sustainability challenge that we're all facing today. Because even as an yeah. entrepreneurial person, you can actually start to think of what is the sustainability challenge. Um, when you're thinking about it, it hinges solely on nature. You know, like I mentioned, it's about we having too little resources, um, you know, such as, you know, the population is, is growing exponentially. You know that the global climate challenging. You just talked about the dwindling global water supply, wastefulness, um, poverty. Et cetera, et cetera, you know, all of these things. So again, as an entrepreneur, think about what, what is the, uh, you know, enterprising opportunity that I can find here? Because us not doing something affects us people as a people, affects our planet, and it certainly affects our prosperity. So think of sustainability and start to understand, okay, this is what it is. What, how does this really apply to us here from a nature standpoint? Here we are in Nigeria. Um, so what enterprising opportunity can I, you know, deduce or take out from that? I just really wanted to, to sort of synergize yeah. it into where we are. I know we have to stop now. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, thank you so much, um, Falashade. A pleasure having you on this program. Friends, it's been a great time, you know, sharing thoughts with our own uh, wonderful Amazon, Falashade and Bruce Medeben. Thanks so much. We'll be glad to have you back on this particular bit um, in the very near future. So very soon we'll be knocking on your doors again. Thanks for sharing. And to our very distinguished audience, uh, thank you so much for listening. As always, uh, the same time, same station, we'll be back here um, to share thoughts as we go through the business school on radio. Thank you so thank much you. once again. And Falashade, have thank a good for me. time ahead. God bless you. Thank Goodbye, you. everyone. Bye-bye. 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 And that was Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.